This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Oh, I saw a classic game. To college. Big win for the Timberwolves this weekend. To the pros. And make Bryce Young feel like a little boy. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the Payoff. Hello! Happy Tuesday. It's a terrific one. The weather outside is not so fun, but today... We're going to have a ton of fun on the payoff on the all new 100.9 The Mitt. I'm Ben Bosher, John Vacari in the studio. What's going on over there? Ah, uh, hanging in there, Ben. No Brad Tunney today. No BT. So we can actually have some fun. Oh, yeah. No offense to Brad Tunney. But a little looser. Exactly, exactly. We're going to get to the Michigan Wolverines as promised throughout the the show yesterday. Got a lot to talk to about the big old boys down in Ann Arbor. I'm going to convince you they're the best team in the country. But before we do that, I want to start today by bringing up something that every single Lions fan has kind of just been kicking down the road. For a year and a half, the Lions fans have been kicking this problem down the road, and you got to stop doing that. Because this issue, it's like mowing your lawn. The longer you put it off, the more of a problem this is going to become. The grass is going to get longer. Problem's going to keep growing. The issue I'm talking about is the looming Jared Goff extension on the contract. Why do I bring this up today? Because every single week you don't pay him that goes by, he's got an opportunity to make more money for himself. Five weeks ago, Jared Goff didn't have the number one PFF quarterback in all of football argument. Now he does. Five weeks ago, Jared Goff couldn't look at Brad Holmes and say, hey man, I'm four and one. Now he does. You keep waiting. The Lions have the six easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. They're going to win football games this year, guys. It's as simple as that. They're going to finish with one of the better records in the NFC. So the longer you put this off, the more of an argument Jared Goff has to getting a bigger extension. In the last 10 years, the salary cap goes up on an average of 6%, give or take which would mean next year's salary cap going up. And by 2025, when Jared, Goff con- Jared Goff's contract is actually done, you're looking at a salary cap of $253 million. Right now, today, Jared Goff is making 13.6% of the Lions team salary. In 2024, when he's still under contract right now, it goes down to 127 The goal is to keep that number as low as possible. And if you wait two seasons to actually address this problem, keep kicking the can down the road, well, that number is going to be dramatically too high. Because I can promise you, if you wait two seasons to pay him, he's going to be making more than Daniel Jones is making in New York right now, which is four years, $160 million, $40 million per year. You're looking at a contract, if you wait, potentially north of $180 million for Jared Goff. Now, if you pay him right now, give him a contract extension today. I can't tell you what it'd be, but I know it wouldn't be more than $180 million. He's not $20 million better than Daniel Jones right now. But if you wait two years, he just might be. John, your guy, Daniel Jones. <laughs> right now, it's looking like an overreach, right? But you had to pay him because the contract was running out. They had a team option for him, so they gave him that final year in the team option going into last year, and then what did he do with that team option? He led him to the playoffs. Now, five games into the 2023 season, across the board, it's considered a mistake mm-hmm. and a large percent to bring up the numbers that you did with the cap. A large percent of that is to Daniel Jones, and the Giants have one win to show for it. In hindsight... The Daniel Jones contract is obviously the wrong move for the Giants. That was heavily debated over the year. However, the Giants have set him up miserably to to fail. Yes. They have not helped him out in any way, shape, or form. Whereas the Lions, Jared Goff is potentially playing the best 
football of his career because they've done everything in their power to set him up to succeed. Every move Brad Holmes has made on both sides of the football has been to help Jared Goff. Take the pressure off of him. And that brings up the question. The question of Jared Goff, whether or not he can win a Super Bowl, to me is no longer relevant. Look at what you've done the first five weeks of the season. This is a Super Bowl contender. The question now is what would your reaction be if Jared Goff got an extension today? Right now, you're getting a notification that the Lions paid him. I want to know what your reaction would be. 989-837-6125. I want to hear from everybody. John, I want to hear from you. What would your reaction be to a contract extension right now? Because to me, I'm thinking about this, and I think they should do it. I don't see any reason they shouldn't. I mean, when you first brought him in, and you could, I think, speak to this a little better than I can, but he was brought in with the original thought being based on what you've seen from Goff as pretty much a bridge quarterback. He was going to be the guy that was going to bridge you to that next quarterback to develop someone to draft someone, develop him under Goff, and then when the Lions are ready to compete, when the Lions are ready to win, they go into this next quarterback. I'll tell you way, this. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this though, John. Mm-hmm. That's what we assumed Jared Goff was being brought in for. But I'm not different. 100% sure Brad Holmes was ever considering Jared Goff to be a bridge quarterback. I don't know if that was ever I don't know if Brad Holmes was ever trying to get rid of Jared Goff the way that a lot of Lions fans and us included thought they were inevitably going to do at some point down the road. To me it's from the very beginning, Brad Holmes everything he's been doing has been setting Jared Goff up to succeed even down to the season that was just hell to watch his first year in Detroit. It took him eight, nine weeks to win one game. He wasn't set up to succeed that year, but what Brad Holmes inherited, what Jared Goff inherited was a garbage on fire. Everything since then has been set up for him to succeed on both sides of the football. I mean, I think he's the guy you just look elsewhere. We're going to get into this a little later on in the program, but your other options are if you don't sign guy and you still have him for the years, obviously a year and a half uh, left, including this one all of next season. And then a UFA mm-hmm. coming from unrestricted free agent in 2025. But if you were to just evaluate the NFL right now, Kirk cousins is not an upgrade no. in your opinion. And then everyone you draft. Okay. Guys may come out of college. Caleb Williams might be the second coming. We've heard all of that discussion, but there's no guarantee of any of that. So right now, while you have them valued at what you have, it may be coming in the next couple of weeks. If I think Brad Holmes is smart and I know you laud him all the time and he's been obviously very, very strong in terms of turning the ship around for the lions, but that extension might be sooner than later. It's just, if you're a lions fan, do you feel comfortable with fully solidifying yourself to that? You give him the extension. And then this year again, and this is looking way down the line, but He underperforms in a playoff game, and then this is your guy that you're stuck with for the next couple of years. Do we believe the sample size that we've gotten? That's not, okay, like you mentioned off the top, it's not a game sample size. It's not two games. It's been a good bulk of the season, and like to your point, he has delivered. He's been the guy. He hasn't just been a top-end quarterback in the NFL. He's been a top quarterback in the NFL, whether you throw out the PFF numbers, whatever you want to throw out there. So you're ready to commit to golf long-term. And if you're going to do that, if you feel that way, you want to do it right now because to your point, Ben, you don't want to wait down the line and get yourself in a Daniel Jones situation where you're overpaying for something and then it doesn't work out anyway. Or a situation like paying Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo who are pretty much going to be the same age Goff will be when he hits free agency and not that those guys are extremely overpaid by any concern or, or, or by any measure, but those teams didn't have the quarterback necessary. So they had to pay and give multiple years to someone in their first year in the system. Yeah, you don't he, want to exactly. in two years give a veteran who, yeah, he performed on other teams. He performed on this team. Well, he performed on that team. Well, but it's his first year within the system. You want to give someone who's been able to develop. And that's what Goff has done. The difference between the Jared Goff and Derek Carr contracts, they never saw Derek Carr play for the Saints before they no. gave him this long contract. Yes. To me, that's dumb. 
And they gave him four years, $150 million, which is a little less than or a little more than Goff's making right now. And, you and expect, he's not and outperforming Goff. Goff. And no, he's not, he's not in Goff territory. But we've seen it from Goff. Like you said, for a much larger sample size than just a few games. If Goff's going to continue to play like this, there's no doubt about it he's a franchise quarterback. Mm. And I think a lot of people are a bit alarmed by this conversation because I've been kicking this problem down the road. It's like, ah, oh, let's just enjoy the hype train. Oh, let's just enjoy this brand new Lions team that's winning football games. I don't want to think about the money right now. But that would be the smart thing to do. The smart thing to do isn't to ignore your problems, let them keep growing, and then they get out of hand. If you wait two years to when Goff's contract is actually up after the 2024-25 season, you wait that long and give him an extension. It's too late. He's getting a massive deal. Massive. Or... The ideology behind that is you wait and you don't even extend them. Does anyone feel comfortable promoting Hendon Hooker to the starting quarterback job right now or drafting a quarterback and having him plug and play this offense that Ben Johnson might not even be a part of next season? By that point, you're too late. You screwed up. And maybe it doesn't even matter because Brad Holmes is so good at drafting, but I'll tell you what, drafting that quarterback, getting that quarterback on the roster is completely different than all these other positions. It's just completely different. But I want to hear, what would your reaction be right now, today, within the hour, if you got an alert on your phone that Jared Goff has been extended for four years? Hell, let's just say $180 million. Let's just say it. Maximum. That's the most he could get right now, I, could, I would think. $20 million better than Daniel Jones. You wait two years, that's bottom floor what he's getting. 989-837-6125. Text in. We'll read your text. Get them out. But I want to hear from you. We've got Michigan football a little bit later. We got to keep going with this Lions conversations. Wrap up our Lions thoughts. And then we'll get to the guys down in Ann Arbor. Potentially the best team in all of college football. You're listening to the payoff on the all-new 100.9 The Mitt. Scott Bichek is a ticket account executive within the Great Lakes Loons ticket office. Now listen, Scott is outstanding at organizing group outings at the ballpark and making the entire process as smooth and easy for organizers and everyone in your experience as possible. Here's Scott. We offer groups of 20 or more a discounted rate on tickets and the chance to purchase discounted food options. We've had groups as small as 20 up to our Freeland Youth Cheerleading Group this year that brought out over 400 people to watch their on-field performance. We also do offer flexibility so that you can have a unique website through our partner Fivo to purchase tickets through if you don't want to be in charge of collecting money. We do uh, food and beverage cards, which you get $20 in food and beverage that can be used at any of the stands, including on adult beverages, for $15. And then we also do a meal deal that is a choice of entree, drink, and chips for $7.50. Just give us a call, 837-BALL, and we'll, we'll get things started for them, get them taken care of. Midland Golf Headquarters is your place for everything golf. Indoor simulators, fully stocked pro shop, your favorite brands, and now the new and improved outdoor range with state-of-the-art turf for the 2023 season. If you're working on your game or testing out your new clubs, Midland Golf HQ's outdoor range is the place to be. Reserve your time at 989-750-7117 or visit their website at midlandgolfhq.com. Midland Golf Headquarters, Commerce Drive, just north of the Midland Mall. Get huge savings with fuel rewards every time you fill up at one of your 26 area Forward Shell convenience stores. Get at least five cents off a gallon every single fill up and earn even more when you make purchases in store. You can regularly save 10, 20, even 30 cents off a gallon, which means less money goes into your tank and more stays into your wallet. Visit FuelRewards.com to sign up and start saving today. That's Fuel Rewards at your area forward shell convenience stores. And remember, when you want to pay less at the pump, go forward. Back to the payoff on the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. All right, it's as simple as this. The Lions should pay Jared Goff right now. There's no reason to wait. There's no reason to not get the deal done today. Every single week you wait is another opportunity for Jared Goff to make more money in the future. It's as simple as that. You look at how these other teams are set up. Well, you either have a star quarterback 
There's a difference between a franchise quarterback and a star quarterback. These stars, the ones like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those are the guys that are getting you to the playoffs every single year, regardless of how good their team is. I don't think Jared Goff's quite to that level, but you can pay him just under that and be a perennial playoff team year in and year out, John. You can, but can you be a champion? And I mean, that's where the expectations move for the Lions, and it's what they are this year. You mentioned at the top the salary cap percentages, and we went over the numbers before we came on today about how much the quarterback uh, cap number percentages for Super Bowl winning teams. I mean, you look over the last couple of years, uh, and I guess last year was an outlier because of Patrick Mahomes getting that big deal before the season, and he's locked up, and he's a special talent that I think everything is Patrick Mahomes does yeah. is, uh, is it's, it's just not comparable. No, but when Brady with the Bucks. You know, there was there was a good amount of skill players on the defensive side, offensive side that uh, took up more of a cap hit than the Lions have at those skill position players. You know, Brady was under about like 12% of the cap hit. And then you look at previous years, again, Brady, Mahomes, the outliers pretty much, okay, Nick Foles in Philadelphia a couple of years back, he wasn't too much of a cap hit. But there's no situation, and to go back to the Giants, unfortunately, but Daniel Jones huh. is is over 15% of the cap hit for the Giants as a team. And there isn't a Super Bowl example like that over the last 10 years. So you want to allocate all this money to Goff. Should it go to different, you know, skill position players? Because you're going to have to pay St. Brown uh, down the line. Yeah, yeah, that, I don't think you're going to have to pay Montgomery. And I think the counter well, they just paid too, Montgomery. They just paid yes. Montgomery. The, the, the uh, thing we completely ignored in the first, in the first segment was, yeah, we haven't, Brad Holmes hasn't paid all the guys he's drafted yet. No. Panay Sewell, Amandra St. Brown, they're also due for extensions this summer. Those are getting done. Like that, that's not a debate we're having. Those yeah. contracts are getting done next summer. Mm -hmm. So do you want to wait until those guys are getting paid? Then the following season, it's Aiden Hutchinson. Then the following season, it's Sam Laporta, Brian Branch. You wait to extend Jared Goff. All of a sudden, you're out of money and looking at Jared Goff like, we don't have the money to pay you. Well, not money to pay him, but the money to pay skilled players around Exactly. Him. And uh, you have to pay those skill guys. Yes. But to be fair, the way Brad Holmes keeps drafting, they're just going to keep coming. <laughs> that's, that's quite simply what he's shown us. He's going to keep drafting great skill position players across the board. And, and I mean, that would be the ideal scenario. And I want to live in the here and now, obviously, and, and, and give the, you know, the appreciation to Montgomery and give the appreciation to St. Brown. But an ideal scenario, Montgomery's contract's up. It's Gibbs who takes his spot, yeah. you know, and they're and not the, giving and the drafting, a second extension, the, the drafting and the continuation of, of the players that have been selected over the last couple of years is what you want to come uh, to fruition. But we know that that's not a hundred percent foolproof either. The fact that every player you draft, or maybe it's just, you know, from my school of thinking, but every player you draft is not a home run. Uh, well, if you're the Giants, nobody who yeah, hits a home run. Well, I knew that was coming. So that's, that's sort throw of my line a, of thinking as well. Threw me a softball. But, <laughs> But that's 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 something to consider too. But it sort of plays to your point as we mentioned this: extending golf should be a priority right now for the Lions. I mean, po point blank. Really. And it's something not a lot of people are thinking about. No. Now we're plugging it in. Now, now we're now we're bringing it to the to the people to the masses. Zach says golf does deserve the contract. He's playing like a hundred million dollar quarterback. Oh. Need to get this deal done soon. Another text coming in. Lions should re-sign Goff, but only for three years. And Michigan is not the best team in college football. I don't know who that texter is, but I'm going to convince you he is. Or they are. Don't worry. By the end of the show, everyone listening is going to think Michigan is the best team in college football. I'm yeah, going to we'll prove see. it. No, I'm going to prove it, John. <laughs> I'm going to prove it. But right now, we're still talking about Jared Goff. I don't want to wrap this up with, uh, oh, well, I don't know if the Lions should pay Jared Goff. No, no, no. They should. Right now. Today, every single week you wait, Jared Goff is making more money. Six easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. Even if you wait until this summer to do it, which is what a lot of people think they might do. It's when extensions usually happen. What if the Lions win a playoff game? You know how much that's just going to bump up his demand? Then it's a no doubt he's getting a contract. Like if it, I don't even think it's a question right now. But to most people, he wins a playoff game. Yeah, no doubt you're getting paid like a franchise quarterback. Yeah, and it resets the market and the thinking because a lot, not that people forgot, but when the Lions got Jared Goff, 
the news around it and I guess the away from Detroit, I think like the national perspective wasn't, oh, you know, Detroit getting a quarterback who went to the Super Bowl. It was no, Jared, like even though, and it's I may be unfair to Jared Goff too, and, and and based on the system he was in and based in LA, he wasn't positioned as a quarterback that, oh yeah, he brought a team to a Super Bowl, which he did, but he wasn't positioned like that if the expectations of winning a playoff game this year, which are not even like lofty expectations at this point, but should be a guarantee just based on they're the going way to the division. Yeah, the they're way going the to the division playoffs. is 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 already uh, a fallen uh, a lot a line so far. But like you said, the market's going to dictate he's worth more if he wins a playoff game. Case in point, circling it back. Sorry to say it one more time. Daniel Jones, he didn't have a playoff game win until last year, and it was oh, are the Giants going to sign him? Is he worth this? Is he worth that? The Giants were forced into a number with Jones because they didn't have a a option B. They didn't have a plan B. And Jones came off a playoff win against the Vikings. And, and, and whether you think that was Fugazi or the Vikings weren't as Fugazi. good as or, or the Vikings weren't as good as you thought they were, that's that's another perspective. But that's what happened. And then they obviously got destroyed by the uh, by the Eagles in that game. But that shifted the market on him. And now the Giants are uh, reg- or I don't know in house if they're regretting the deal. But a lot of the fan base. Is. And, and John, if they yeah. lost that playoff game to the Vikings, mm-hmm. are they forced to pay him? Uh, not as much. No. Not as much. How much leverage does he gain from winning that playoff of course, game? He so a lot. if you wait until this summer when the Lions potentially do win a playoff game, all of a sudden Jared Goff has all the leverage. And I don't want to hear, oh, Jared Goff's a team player. He'll take a pay cut and take a team friendly deal. I don't want to hear that. No NFL player is doing that. It's just unrealistic to bank on someone taking that big of a pay cut. Not until you're 39. Right. You know, not until you're Rogers age. Not until you're Brady age at the back end. Exactly. That's not even 30. There's no reason he shouldn't try to go be one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Because if you wait two years, $180 million, $45 million a year, yeah, that's more than Josh Allen. Just because of the way the salary cap works and the increase in percentage every single year. Do it now. Pay him a little bit more than the Daniel Jones contract. And all of a sudden, two years from now, he's going to be on what it's going to appear if the Lions keep winning games, which there's no reason to think they shouldn't right now. All these young players around Jared Goff, every year there's four more rookies contributing. In two years of the Lions keep winning playoff games, all of a sudden that contract extension that happens right now is going to look like one of the biggest steals in the NFL. It's as simple as that. So I want to put it in everyone's brain. The Lions should be considering today paying Jared Goff. There's those who have their quarterback and there's those who don't. The Lions have their quarterback. I don't think it's any, it's, it's a question any longer, John. I really don't. I mean, it's sort of going in that direction. I mean, I'm still, <laughs> this is just based on, on what I've seen. And I, I know you're coming in with a different perspective just cause it's been, I mean, you've been deprived of great quarterback play Thanks. for a long time. And it's, it's, Thanks. it's even in, in Stafford's best years, there was always that, Oh, could he get them over the hump? And, and uh, even he was, even though when he was the king of game-winning drives, there was always still that conversation around it. He always this, had an interception problem. Yeah, and, and and this feels good. Where like, I, I'm not saying you, you you trust him to you know get down the field with 15 seconds. Or, no, but or I do. That's type, the thing. I but you do, do trust okay. it because this yeah. offense has so many weapons around <laughs> it. Without their best player on Sunday, they still put up 42 points. And I get it; it's against Carolina. But mm. the way this offense works, it literally seems. I, I hate using the, the San Francisco comparison because everyone likes to say it's quarterback proof in San Francisco. But that's not true. Trey Lance can do it. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. There's a reason that they're winning games. It's not because Brock Purdy sucks. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback. So I don't like the term quarterback proof, but with all these weapons and the way this offense works, Jared Goff keeps playing at this level. They're going to keep winning games. They're going to. So I do trust this offense to put up points. The third best offense in the NFL based on PFF. Throughout the last, I don't know, 18 regular season games, season and a half, they've been outstanding. So, yes, I do think the Lions have their franchise quarterback. You happy? I am. am. (laughs) They've got their guy. It's easy. It's easy. And whether people think that, you can keep, uh, you know, again, texting in on on our line there. But I... You know that that it, it's a good place to be in too, and, and people may nitpick today, like, oh, we should, you know, still be celebrating the weekend and nitpicking this, but this is what good teams do. They they, they think ahead. They think ahead exactly. They hammer down who their quarterback of the future is, 
and what Goff has done over this season. You include last year as well, but over this season, we'll talk in the here and now, he's proven that he's worth it, and you can tag him as that franchise quarterback. Brad Holmes, we have summoned you. 989-837-6125. I want to hear from you. What would your reaction be today if Jared Goff got a contract extension? Also, if you want to feel free to text in your Michigan thoughts, we're going to hit them next. You're listening to The Payoff on 100.9 The Mint. Carper Chevrolet's Craig Lang explains that in a chaotic marketplace, maintaining a professional staff is most important. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really what makes the difference. What's it been like finding and retaining people in this economy? It's the toughest thing we do. I've had to get real creative, too, with some of the hires that we've had. I've heard some people out of the industry that don't really know much about the industry simply because... I want to teach them the right way to do things. I want them to have good habits. I don't want somebody who's got bad habits. I'm willing to train those habits. And I want them to be able to embrace our culture, our culture for honesty, empathy, respect, work ethic, integrity, and pride. Those are things that you either people really have those values or maybe they don't have all of them. But that means more to me than anything because that's what I want our customers to experience when they come to Garbage Chevrolet. I want them to have a great experience. And that experience is the only thing that can separate anybody these days. Garber Chevrolet, corner of Saginaw and Eastman in Midland. Online at GarberMidland.com. Step one, wake up. Step two, Michigan sports. The Great Lakes Bay region begins its day with X's and bros. Hey, it's Anthony Bellino. Listen to me weekday mornings from 6 to 9 right here on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mid. The Mid. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the MHSAA, are the 292,000 high school sports students in Michigan. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. I'm a pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. So, how are the kids? Well, Emily made the honor roll. Oh, good for her. Yeah, we're really proud of her. Tyler, on the other hand, though. What's going on? He's been moody lately, just feeling down and not like himself. Oh, we've been there. Nick was struggling last spring. He was so anxious and stressed. Really? What helped? Well, he joined the soccer team. And ever since, he's been a lot happier. He has more energy, he's less stressed, and he's definitely in a better mood at home. It's made a huge difference. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad he's getting out of the house, he's getting some exercise, and he's off his phone for once. It's been good for his mental health. Sounds like it's been good for your mental health, too. Participating in Michigan high school sports improves students' physical and mental health. Encourage your son or daughter to get involved. This message presented by the MHSAA and the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Over 60 and retired? Making ends meet, especially at the supermarket, is tough. BenefitsCheckup.org is a free website that helps you pay for food, medicine, even utilities. Visit BenefitsCheckup.org. More of the Great Lakes Bay Region's only local sports show. Back to the payoff. Some good quarterbacks in the state of Michigan. Jared Goff, absolutely one of them. Again, if you have some more Jared Goff thoughts, I want to hear from. Use the Frick's text line 
837-6125. But we're shifting gears into another successful team in the state of Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines. Number two team in the country, according to the AP poll. However, if you're asking me, John, this is the best team in the country, and I can prove it to you right now. If you if you'd like, please if do. If your mind is open, and I don't want to hear from the people who just are Michigan haters, the uh. people, the, the Michigan State people who just hate <laughs> Michigan and want to put them down at all times. I am going to present to you a logical explanation with evidence and proof that this is the best team in the country. And if you still disagree, I want to hear why. All right. Zach on the text line, on the Frick Sports Bar text line, and me, we're waiting. So get into it. Zach, this one's for you. (laughs) All right, John. I've got two different teams. Both of them have a resume to be the best team in the country. Spoiler alert, Michigan is one of them. Gotcha. Team number one. Opponents have not taken a snap in this inside of this team's 10-yard line. Teams have been in the red zone, but they have not been in within 10 yards. This team, team one, 30, week, 30 points every single week, have not given up more than 10. Second team in college football history to do that through the first six games of the season. Team number one, opposing quarterbacks have produced negative points. How does that work? This team's forced three pick sixes and only has allowed two passing touchdowns. Some pretty good numbers for team one, right? Nice stats for you. I'd say so. Very good. How about team two? They're running back number one in the nation in touchdowns. Their quarterback, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns, only three picks. One of the most balanced offensive attacks in all of college football. PFFs. Number one team in the entire nation, fourth on defense, fourth on offense. No other team in the country is inside the top 12 in both. So I ask you, John, what team has a better resume to be the best team in the country? Team number one or team number two? Is this one of those tricks where team one and two are the same thing? Oh, (laughs) they're both Michigan. (laughs) Well, I would like to hear then Georgia's. When all that all that stuff you outlined, I would love to hear Georgia. With what I said, yeah, I thought you were the one that was supposed to tell oh, me why Michigan's not the best team in the country. I, I just gave you a, what six, seven gonna, reasons that Michigan's gonna, number one. I didn't think you were going to cherry pick certain statistics, and then that's how you present it. I'm like the people, it, I'm, like fourth defensively, right? You said fourth defensively. PFF's the, fourth on defense. Is yep. Georgia above them? No, Georgia's twentieth on mm, defense. Who's above them? On defense? Yeah. Well, give me a second. How about you? How about you make your case? <laughs> well, I, you know, I mean, that's a hard case to argue against. You sort of put me in a uh, in a trap there because it's team one, team two, but it's the same uh, exact thing. I mean, listen, uh, this Michigan team has been extraordinary this season. Georgia has been great. Both are unbeaten. Both schedules don't move the needle for me yet. And I understand, and I'm not going to criticize. I know you hear enough uh, schedule. Uh, criticism with Michigan. You got to play your conference opponents, right? You got to play Rutgers. You got to play Indiana this week. You just came off a victory against the Golden Gophers in Fleckland. They have two I top get it. 10 opponents in Penn State and Ohio State. I get that. And Coming next up. year, and, and they play five top 10 teams. I get next year. I don't want to hear my it counter, anymore. My, I get, my counterpoint is I'll wait until they play those top 10 teams. The same thing with Georgia. I mean, looking at their schedule. Okay, they played Ball State. They killed them. South Carolina, like my, my one thing would be, okay, Georgia played South Carolina at home a little closer than they should have, where Michigan struggled with Rutgers in the first half, but then closed them out. But right? that's how every but, Michigan game goes ever. I, I'm just saying every single my, time it's close thing, in the first half and then they blow them out of the water in the yeah, second. You, you, you could throw out those certain stats and listen, pretty, pretty amazing so far. And, and, and there was one I, I got today where they're on an 18 game conference winning streak, which if they win this week. Uh, matches a program record from 1990 to 1992. So this has been an insane stretch. It's the fifth longest in the Big Ten. I get all that, but this year, they haven't played anyone. And again, I I don't want to criticize them too much for it, but when you come at this point with, oh, this is Michigan's best team in college football. Okay, then who has a better resume? I would say Georgia's very comparable. But how Georgia I, I, I also just, hasn't it, played the, anyone. And Michigan exactly, has, the, the one team that, that that's ranked again, uh, above them. I mean, and then you look at the, the rest of the rankings. You have Ohio State, Florida State undefeated. Uh, 
I mean, Florida State beat Clemson. That's more impressive win than Michigan has on their docket, correct? Uh, sure. Undefeated team. Sure. Uh, like that. That would be that would be one point. Oklahoma jumps up to five. They just beat Texas. That's a more impressive win than Michigan has. And then again, this isn't a knock on Michigan. You could only play what your schedule indicates, and there's still tough opponents coming up. There's still Penn State, like you mentioned. They still obviously have to play the Buckeyes every year. I get all that, but right now, at this current juncture, I'm fine hearing this point, and they're undefeated, so they've beaten who they've had to beat. They've done it convincingly so. They went on the road this week, and like you said in the, in the promo for today's show, they whacked uh, Fleck with his own paddleboard or whatever you said. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> and rode the boat. I get that. Plead the it's fifth. just, It's just... Right now, they haven't played anyone where I could undoubtedly, undisputably say, oh, they're the best team in college football. But I can say that for Georgia then. They've played perfectly. Have they? Perfectly. They've won. They're undefeated. But have they played perfectly? I mean, wasn't it a conversation up until this Minnesota game that there was sort of just like they were winning, but they weren't doing it in grand fashion? Which was a dumb narrative because, I'm like not I saying, said, I'm not saying it's dumb points, or smart. But 30 points every week. Opponents never gone over 10. Second team in college football history to do so. The other step, by the way, I'm going to just pinpoint right now because we have the time to do so. History. You're you're saying, oh, a team hasn't gotten inside the 10. Every time the team gets in the red zone, they've kept them from scoring a touchdown? No, not necessarily. So that's that's a ridiculous stat. If you score from the 15, they have done that. Every time Michigan has allowed no red zone touchdowns this year. Are you stating that or are you telling? I'm you asking, asking you me? that question. Yes. The touchdowns they've given up have been outside at the 10 yard. Because then that does nothing for me. If you're at the 15, what? that does nothing for a, me. An opponent hasn't you, entered the the top in, in within the 10 yard line. But if they score, they score. That doesn't, that doesn't move my needle. It's like, okay, they scored from the 11 yard line. That's them scoring. They don't, okay. They didn't have to get it another. They didn't have one additional play that got them inside the 10. That's that doesn't do anything for me. Well, guess what? What? <laughs> haven't allowed a touchdown against uh I get that most of their I get that but throwing throwing out that that nugget was the only one that uh you know but listen I I, I can't right now and and this sort of I'm, I'm sort of giving you a layup here it's hard to have a counterpoint against it just based on what we've seen they've played their schedule they've won against their schedule and they're unbeaten and the only team that's ranked above them in the AP poll and the coaches poll or whatever other polls until we get the official college football playoff one has them at number two behind Georgia because Georgia also hasn't really played anybody but have beaten their conference opponents, just destroyed Kentucky, and look pretty darn good as well. And, and that's the thing about and, these and, college football here, here's rankings, Here's a question man. for you now with the rankings. You believe bias has Georgia ahead of Michigan? They're not looking at the resumes. They're just looking at the history of Georgia being – you know, that new Bama on the team, almost a dynasty where Michigan hasn't proven themselves yet uh, in that championship game. Is that the only reason? Well, they're not looking at this year. They're looking at past. No, 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 no. It's a little combination of both. You see, you come into the season one or two. Yeah. And you don't lose. Yeah. No, you're not getting bumped out of those spots. It's hard. No matter what. So, yeah, exactly. It's they're not going to be. No one's jumping Michigan or Georgia as long as they keep winning. Michigan could sneak out a three-point win against Indiana, and I promise you they're not getting jumped by anybody. I agree. The rest of the poll, however, on the other hand, I I do think it goes more into consideration what we've seen. The the changes on the, the back end of this poll, you see Colorado jump up on into, what, 17 did they get to? <laughs> and then they're out. And then these other teams will jump in, and then they're out as soon as they lose. But at the top, you're pretty much frozen. Until you lose, which I don't love. It's more like who cares about the AP poll at the end of the day? Either make your own poll or just wait until the college football poll comes out because that's the only poll that actually matters. It doesn't matter what what AP says right now because once the poll comes out from the college football committee in week whatever, that's a power rankings based on this season rather than a Mm-hmm. you know, a premeditated idea of what these teams actually are. It's only the college football playoff poll who actually is smart by not putting out a rankings through the first, whatever weeks of the season. Yes. They're the smart ones because there is no premeditated idea of what this team is. You AP comes in and puts Georgia and Michigan one and two and those two teams, no matter how they perform, as long as they keep winning, they're going to keep staying those two teams. Yeah. For the most part. 
What do you mean for the most part? They keep, well, they're not you're moving. Gonna you're going to jump a bit. I mean, uh, Oklahoma jumped up. They were unbeaten, but they got the win against Texas, so they jumped other unbeaten teams. Right. Because they got a convincing win. Yeah, but if you're, in, if you're in one of these top two spots, you're, like no, it doesn't matter what happens f- three through ten. Michigan is not getting jumped as long as they don't lose. It, they're so locked in at the top. It's top heavy is essentially what I'm trying to say. But are they your best team in the country? Who, who like you? You are avoiding answering the question. Who's the best That's team fine. in the country? I listen. I, I I could. I'm fine. You know. I'm I'm countering you just because I think it, it factually uh, or statistically they were a little they were a little cherry picked. That's what I'll say. But I'm fine saying Michigan's care. the top team in the country. I'm also fine saying Georgia is. And if you were to tell me, oh, who has the most impressive resume out of the unbeaten teams? Oklahoma and Florida State's resumes are better than Michigan right now. But I'm not going to jump the gun because Michigan still has to play Penn State or Ohio State. But right now, if you're asking me, Georgia's the best team in the country until I see otherwise. And then it's Michigan. It's almost like it's hard to come up with who the 12 best teams in the country are. <laughs> and then, you know, like I'm, I'm wouldn't, fine. It, wouldn't it be better if there were more teams in the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, we're moving to that. Thank God. Thank yeah. God. And, and listen, you're not going to want to hear this either. And I think Ohio State had a massive downgrade at the quarterback position from obviously because you know Shroud is <laughs> you think <laughs> obviously, but they got by Notre Dame, and I'm not saying Notre Dame is the world beater. They just lost to Louisville, but it's still Ohio State's win against Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, is more impressive than anything on Michigan's schedule. But I'm only willing, and this is just based on what I've seen from Michigan as well. I'm only willing to put Georgia ahead of them. That's fine. So I'm not. I'm not. You You're know, wrong. But I, that's I'm fine. not trying to be anti-Michigan. I'm just trying to say. Until you get to those teams, until you get to the top competition, there's not a stat. And, and a couple of those stats are really cool, and it's good to see. But it, nothing blew me away that has me convincing that, oh, yeah, they demolished Georgia or they beat Georgia. And I don't think they demolished Georgia. Or they beat You're Georgia. putting words in my I, mouth. I, I, all right. You're putting all right. words but, in my I mouth. I mean, that's, that, that's the only thing. That's the only thing. 989-837-6125. That's Frick's text line. I want to hear from you. Are they the best team in the country or are they not? And if you are arguing for them not being the best team in the country, I want to hear why. Unlike John who's just saying because. It's not a because, because answer. It's 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 giving you other teams most impressive win. I mean, before we go to break here, if you were to just look and and maybe it's a little college basketball uh bracketology into this a bit, but the quality wins that a team has. Who's Michigan's best win this year? They don't have one yet. No, but no, no, no. I, I, out of the five teams they played, who's been the toughest? Rutgers? Rutgers. Minnesota? So, Rutgers. So just putting Rutgers against South Carolina even, like it's Georgia's most impressive win, South Carolina, which is still weak. I get it. Ohio State's is Notre Dame. Florida State's is Clemson. Oklahoma's is Texas. Those are your top five teams right there in the AP poll. Who has the weakest of those five? And again, circling back to this. Not their fault. It's what the schedule is. Penn State and Ohio State are towards the tail end of the season, and they have a difficult schedule. And we won't even get into next year where, yeah, each week's going to feel like a gauntlet. hell breaks loose. Yes. But right now, as it's currently constituted, there's just nothing that's going to bring me over that point right now. And I'm not denying their greatness. 989-837-6125. You're listening to the payoff on the all-new 100.9 The Mitt. We've still got some time together. Don't go anywhere. In life, there are a few rare instances where it's okay to give nothing and get a whole lot of something in return. Take the Casasa Cash Checking Account from Jolt Credit Union, for instance. There's no minimum deposit and no minimum balance requirement, so you pay nothing to open the account, no monthly fees to keep it running, and yet you can earn up to 5% APY in dividends month after month. Open your Jolt Credit Union Casasa Cash Checking Account at joltcu.com slash Cash. APY equals annual percentage yield, federally insured by NCUA. See website for details. What the hell is going on up in Ann Arbor, Michigan? You have a huge opinion on any team you love? He hasn't prepared. He doesn't show up. Well, you can drop it on air or on our social networks. Weekdays at 3 on The Huge Show, right here on Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. The Mitt. The Huge Show. Huge here reminding everybody you can listen to me weekdays at 3. This show is huge. With huge opinions on all the teams you love. Or hate. We'll take those calls, too. Right here on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mist. We got a game, boys! This week on Sunday Night Football. The New York Giants head up north to Orchard Park and Highmark Stadium to take on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. 
The Bills own the all-time matchup 7-6 and look for their second straight win against the G-Men. Kickoff is at 8:20. Don't miss a moment right here on Sports Radio 100.9. The Mint. High school sports don't just happen. There's a ton of work that goes into every single athletic event. And we have our school's athletic director to thank for a lot of it. Thank you. For scheduling officials so I can always play the game I love. For ordering quality athletic equipment so I can stay safe on the field. For mentoring my coaches so they can be the best role models for me. For coordinating transportation so I can get focused for the big game. For helping us develop character and learn lessons that will benefit us for the rest of our lives. Thank you to our AD for always creating a positive experience for us. We'll never forget it. From all of us at the NIAAA, thank you to every athletic administrator in Michigan for all you do to enrich the lives of your students. It does not go unnoticed. This message presented by the NIAAA, the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. When you want NFL football on the radio. And it's another defensive touchdown. Wow, he got hammered, dude. You know where to turn. Let's go. Come on. This week is no different. Somebody go make a play. We can never lose our competitive. Thursday night football is here. This Thursday, an AFC West battle. Denver Broncos head to Arrowhead to face Travis Kelsey and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kickoff at 8.15. Right here on Sports Radio 100.9. The Mitt. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the MHSAA, are the 292,000 high school sports students in Michigan. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. The payoff continues. More from the Great Lakes Bay region's home for sports. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Yeah, I, I would say there's, there's, there's a team in this conference specifically that's buying out of a ton of game contracts that are already signed to go in, in the complete opposite direction. I would say you could even make the argument it's magnified and that's why people are, are, are changing their schedules because, you know, you look at, you look at who people are going to have to play just in our conference, it, it's going to be even more challenging than it's, than it's ever been. It's the second stupidest thing a college football coach said today. The other one's relevant. It's in that stupid conference down south. Well, well what is it though? Mark Stoops. Or, yeah, Mark Stoops bitching and complaining that uh, he needs more NIL money to win football games. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that one. <laughs> in your spare time, give it a listen. But James Franklin, right here, just attacking somebody in the Big Ten. Somebody. Question is who? Is it Indiana? Is well, it Maryland? Of, well, <laughs> no matter who he's actually talking about, uh, the Michigan fans are going to say it's them. Because everything... Might be. Yeah, everything's about Michigan. That's how... Michigan fans' brains work. It's just about us. We're the stars. They're the, the block M. They're the big dogs. Big brother. Now, there's a lot of speculation that James Franklin literally just tossing some team under the bus. They're talking about Michigan opting out of the uh, Texas game that they're supposed to play next year. There's no reports of that yet. There's no reason to believe that they are not going to play that Texas game. Yet, yet James Franklin just absolutely driving the bus over some coach, some program in the Big Ten. My question is why? Like, why? Worry about your own team. Got to get eyeballs on this UMass game they got coming up. (sighs) They didn't get enough attention during their bye week. Had to do something. 
Like, what's why do all these college football coaches and the NFL coaches, for that matter, have everything to say about other teams? Just worry about what your own team's doing. It's it's really not that hard. I don't get it. Does he have a point? He does. That's <laughs> that's the problem. He does have does a point he? with all the way that these uh, these these four new Big Ten teams coming next year: Oregon, Washington, UCLA, USC. This is a gauntlet of a schedule. It's like you play two top 15, 15 teams in a row, and then you get a break with UCLA, who's ranked 25. Like This is going to be one hell of a college football season next year with all these great teams, great quarterbacks, great coaches now in the Big Ten. But it does bring up the point. What's the incentive to schedule teams outside of the Big Ten tough teams outside of the Big Ten if you're putting yourself through hell every single year. I get it, 12 teams make the playoffs, but at the end of the day, you're playing enough good teams in the Big Ten to where it doesn't really matter who you play outside of it. Those three games, you may as well schedule cupcakes, and now apparently James Franklin, very upset, that one of the teams in the Big Ten is trying to get out of some deal to play a good team. Whether or not that's Michigan or Texas, still do do be determined. Yeah, I mean, and there's going to be less non-conference games, too, to get, I guess, an even number across the board. And once we get divulged into these super conferences, I mean, you have to sort of come at it from, I think, two sides. The first one being, in an ideal scenario, there are no cupcakes to schedule. But we've talked about how that is going to... That's never going to happen. How that's going to hurt, you know, FCS schools and how that's going to hurt group of five schools in in terms of getting that payday. But Give them their own playoffs. (laughs) But, yes, we've talked about that. But and you can go listen to those now on Spotify. There you can. We're going to be on Apple very soon as well. But like in, in terms of of just I, I would say this year with you need those cupcakes. You need those breaks. I mean, you're always going to need that in a college football season. And if Penn State like uh, was scheduling non-conference world beaters, I guess Franklin has a point to make this. But you're playing UMass this week. I mean, come on. Here's the formula. The Minutemen. When it, when it comes to the four-team playoff, the structure right now, yeah, there's a formula that a few teams figured out. Mm-hmm. Once you got to the top, you figured out what everyone else was doing. What Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, they don't schedule anybody outside of their conference. You want to know why? Because it doesn't matter. As no. long as you get to the end of the year with one loss or zero losses, that's, that's just the objective. Get to the end of the year with as least amount of wins as possible. That's not going to be the formula next year. There is going to be teams that get in with uh, more losses than, say, an undefeated team or a team with one loss because of their strength of schedule. It's just going to happen inevitably with these 12-team playoffs. But someone is going to figure out a way to get around that. Someone is going to figure out some sort of way, some formula to just get into the 12-team playoffs every single year. And once someone does that, once it's broken, once again, that's what people <laughs> fail to realize. Every 10 years or so, every decade, college football is just going to be changing. It's a forever changing sport. We're not changing to a 12-team playoffs to lock into that for 20 years. It's going to keep evolving and growing. And that's what people fa- are failing to realize right now. This NIL thing is not long-term. I'm not saying they're getting rid of it, but it's going to change. The way it's set up Even right now. Even more so, though. Exactly. Yeah. The way it's set up right now is not sustainable. It's not going to work. College football is forever changing. And I guess that brings up the question of, uh, does James Franklin have a point? Like, do you blame these teams for getting out of these contracts? Can you really blame them? If the the goal at the end of the day is get to the college football playoffs, who's going to do it by being a nice guy? It's the same reason I I can't, it blows my mind that there's Michigan State people like, no, I don't want to hire Urban Myers. He's got some dirt on his hands well you can't i mean we've gone over this you can't with the with everything that's circulating around the school no, but you, you need can. a week with no you, but you can you need a every week without college football every single successful college football coach has is, is a bad awful, guy her, awful human being oh my. <laughs> awful you think you Man, think michigan's gonna credential you real quick for our ball <laughs> conferences do you think you hey, th- hey hey jim uh you're despicable, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, but seriously though, you think that's Nick, gonna work? You think Nick Saban doesn't have any uh, dirt on his hands? No, I mean, listen, you think he has the cleanest resume. No, all these guys are scumbags. I, I get that. It's just in a school that keeps hiring them in Michigan State to 
to get one that already has dirt on them. Like maybe you hire a, a, a clean whistle and then five to 10 years, something else happens. Okay. Well then I have mean, fun going six and six. I, I get it. But you know, they hired Mel Tucker, not knowing that was going to happen. Obviously. Uh, I, I get it. The, the point it. I'm trying to make here mm-hmm. with the whole James Franklin calling out someone in the big 10 for getting out of their contract to play a non-conference team next year is you do whatever you can necessary to make the playoffs. That's the goal. Nothing else gets in the way right now. The goal isn't is no longer to win a bowl game. The goal is no longer uh, let's get seven wins. No, you're either in the playoffs or you're not in the playoffs with the 12 team format next year. So I don't think you got to make excuses to anybody or, or justify your reasonings for getting out of these contracts by any means. James Franklin can bitch about it all he wants. At the end of the day, whoever's trying to get out of that contract is trying to set themselves up to be one of the 12 best teams in the country. You don't have to like the way they're doing it, but that's what they're doing. Yeah, and I mean, towards the tail end, which we didn't play because we're not going to play the whole press conference by any means, but towards the tail end of that statement, he said each team positions itself the best chance to go undefeated. Because right. once you're in that conference, it's sort of much a given. It's a given. You don't have to schedule. Like, the, the non-conference games and, and it being a valuable opponent used to be because, all right, we have to schedule this because our conference is weak or because other schools that have strong conferences are adding that extra layer, so we have to add that extra layer. That's also in the era of two teams making the national championship. Yes. You have yes. to be one of the two best teams, therefore you have to play good out-of-conference yes. games. It's not the case anymore. Yeah, even when it was at four, I think that was the case. 100%. But when now, then teams figured out if they are good enough to just go undefeated every single year in their conference, yep. cough, cough, Georgia, oh. all you have to do is schedule cupcakes out of conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michigan did this too. They For a long time, it was really just Ohio State or it was Ohio State slash Penn State. What's the incentive to hire to schedule te- uh, teams outside of the conference that are any good? There is none. No. There is none at all. So now you're moving to this 12-team playoff format. The regular season is going to be more entertaining, despite the first three weeks are probably going to be awful again. That's what we need to fix from a fan's standpoint. Yeah, I mean, is the conference schedule going to start sooner now, too? I think it has to in the Big Ten. No, right? it's, it's still it's, a, it's still going to be three weeks of non-conference before you get into nine conference games? Yeah. No, no, no. There's, there's <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. You think your Rutgers survived this? Are they going to... Barrel out at the bottom of the uh, the Big Ten, or or what do you rise mean? They to barely the top. survived. To, they barely survived to this point. They're going to be like cream. They rise to the top it's, when dude, they get hot. They, they, this is the best season by far. It's the best season they've had since they, you know, they were dogs in the Big East in 06. Uh Yeah, no, they're they're uh, they're not going to do so great. They're and they automatically so move four spots down in the power rankings next season. <laughs> Unfortunately for uh, the Scarlet Knights. Yes. John's loved Scarlet Knights. Yeah, you, Knights. you say that like I am. I mean, if, if I were to pick a Big Ten team just based that I have some connection on, it's them. But I can't say I've watched, besides the Michigan game, them at all this year. I also work Saturdays, too, to get it even more personal. Oh, look at this you guy. Just I, I, just have, I don't have enough time up. on my hands to John watch Vicari uh, the big games. works but, eight days a week. <laughs> yep, you know it. Ten-hour work days each and every one of them. For you, for the people, though. I don't do it for myself. For Brad Tunney. For Brad, for Brad Tunney, for you, for, for the people, you know. I told you we're going to have some fun I'm a people person. We're going to have some fun today. We are going to have some fun. What are, you, what are you watching tonight? What am I watching tonight? Yeah. Uh, pff, I, the MLB playoffs. Okay. A little NXT AEW? No. All right. We can, uh, Brad's going to fire us oh, if no. we talk about the WWE. <laughs> we can't do it. We can't do it. I, I mean, I'm probably going to watch MLB too, but I, I think uh, it's only one game tonight the in the American League. Yeah, that's fine but, with me. Yes. I don't need like four games on at once. I like one going into another. Yeah, yeah. We get we get Baltimore, Texas tonight. That's the game. And Houston already wrapped it up, or not officially, but pretty much wrapped it up after the first inning in Minnesota. Mm. But yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> what a time! Yeah, what? what a time! I well, what a time! Just want to circle back before we get through. Uh, you did not convince me that Michigan's the best team in the country, and well, I love I to see people t- with brains. Did, did anyone text in saying you you were convinced? You could even make this yeah, up. I don't have it in front of me. There's, there's four, no- 40 people have commented yes. Oh, wow. They are there you the best go. team in the country. <laughs> 40, not, now 43. Uh, 44. <laughs> 43. <laughs> okay. Um, that was a fun show. That was. We established Jared Goff should get a contract now. 
100%. Look at that. John Vicari. The, the, you don't want to be in a Giants scenario. If we leave you with one thing today, it's you don't want to be the Giants right now. you got to enter the transfer portal for your fandom. No. We'll, uh, we'll welcome never. you with open the, arms. The suffering, you should realize this, and the people of, of Michigan already have, the suffering's what's going to make it great. The fact that the Lions have one playoff win in the Super Bowl era, when you do get to that pinnacle, it makes it even sweeter. They That's are you win all at the that time. pinnacle. That's the difference. <laughs> they're there. No, they're there. They're winning a playoff January. game at home. They're winning a playoff game at home. <laughs> that is happening. There's no doubt about it. That's my take. That's my take. They're winning the division. I can tell you that 100%. I can also tell you 100% we're having a ton of fun here on the payoff. Tuesday, we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Eventually, we're going to talk about some wings. I know John's excited about that. Until then, thank you guys for listening. This has been the payoff sponsored by the Forward Corporation. You're listening to the all-new 100.9 The Mitt. From the Blazy Electric Studios, this is Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. WLW.